0: Welcome to the 5 Books for Catholics podcast, where an expert selects and explains five outstanding books on some aspect of Catholic life, doctrine or culture. The ecclesiastical writer, Origin of Alexandria, 185 AD to 253, exerted an enormous influence on the Church Fathers and the development of Christian doctrine. He is the first and largely the greatest Christian scholar of sacred scripture. He was instructed rigorously in letters and the study of sacred scripture by his father, the martyr St. Leonidas. After his father's death, a wealthy benefactor financed the further education of the precocious youth. Another, Ambrose, whom Origen had converted from Gnosticism to Orthodox Christianity, provided him with the staff, to write out and copy the books dictated by the brilliant biblical scholar. Still a teenager, Origen was appointed a catechist by Demetrius, the Bishop of Alexandria, and for many years headed the city's prestigious catechetical school. During a visit to Palestine, the bishops who had invited them to preach to their congregations ordained him a presbyter. Enraged, Demetrius condemned Origen and missives to the heads of the local churches, and started some of the spurious accusations that would affect his reputation in the following centuries. However, the bishop, who had ordained Origen, Theoctetist of Caesarea, welcomed him into his church. There, he continued to write and directed a school, where he would teach his students, mostly pagans with an interest in becoming Christians, philosophy, and then theology. Under the persecution of Theseus, he was arrested, Tortured repeatedly during his two years of imprisonment, he refused to renounce the faith and died shortly after his release. Only a small fraction of his 2,000-odd works is extant. Campaigns to condemn Origen as a source of later heresies were launched in the late 4th and then in the 6th century. As a result, many copies of his writings were destroyed or simply neglected. Among his main works are the Hexaple, against Celsus, on first principles, on prayer, and the exhortation to martyrdom, along with numerous homilies and biblical commentaries. In this interview, Dr. Thomas P. Sheck will take us through some of the great Alexandrian theologians' writings. Dr. Thomas P. Sheck earned his PhD at the University of Iowa and taught for 16 years at the Ave Maria University as Associate Professor of Classics and Theology. He currently teaches Latin at Naples Classical Academy, Naples, Florida. He is a translator of many works of the Church Fathers, including Origen, St. Jerome, St. Chromatius, and of Renaissance scholars such as Erasmus and St. John Fisher. Dr. Sheck, welcome. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. What would you add to fill out the preceding biographical sketch of Origen?
1: Yeah, um, his story is, is deeply moving. Um, You know, he lost his father, his father became a martyr when he was 16 or 17 years old. And Eusebius of Caesarea wrote, wrote a uh, ecclesiastical history, and book six of that work is devoted to origin. And he simply told Origen's life story in such a way that um you know his 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 life was was his sermon, you know. It, um he lived his his Christianity. When when his father was arrested, you know, uh Eusebius reports that Origen um wanted wanted to rush out and join his father and uh, his mother hid his clothing so that he couldn't go outside. And, um, and then he he wrote a letter to his father um, in prison saying, uh, do your faith for the sake of your family. And for me, you know, just becoming familiar with his heroic uh, Christian life and virtue uh, was was deeply impactful. And and I wanted to, uh, to be to get to know him better. And and many feel almost unworthy to speak about was so um, otherworldly and, and uh, remarkable. It's, it's hard to Feel, feel qualified uh, to to know his his life you know was in a, the age of martyrdom and uh, many of his own pupils also became martyrs and then he himself was arrested and tortured so I would say you know before before anybody criticizes him you know they should first uh, acknowledge the life that he lived which was a a very heroic Christian life. It was the life of a saint.
0: And how did you get interested in Origen and translating some of his works? I I
1: came across his his work against Celsus, Contra Celsum, which is his great apologetic work. And a pagan philosopher named Celsus, spelled with a C, um, wrote an attack on Christianity and Origen was asked to reply to it and he um, and, and that's the the first of his books that I would recommend. Um, and when I read the preface to this work I was I was deeply moved um, by what he said. Here, here's how he began the work. He said, our Lord and savior, Jesus Christ was silent when false witnesses spoke against him and answered nothing when he was accused. He was convinced that all his life and actions among the Jews were better than any speech and refutation of the false witnesses and superior to any words that he might say in reply to the accusations. And God loving Ambrose, I do not know why you wanted me to write an answer to Celsus's false accusations in his book Against the Christians and the Faith of the Churches. It is as though in the mere facts a clear refutation better than any reply, which dispels the false charge and force. And so it was almost as if he He disarmed the accusations at the very beginning, you know, by recognizing that they were, they were manifestly false. He he later says that he feels that he will, he will hurt the cause of the church by replying. (laughs) But then he wrote this massive answer, this massive reply. And I was just struck by the profundity of, of the way he introduced that work. And, um, he's always referring to Jesus you know the lord jesus and um it was a, it was just a thought provoking preface to the work and then as you read the work um he 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 clearly towers over his opponent intellectually he knew um he knew judaism way better than celsus did he knew the he knew philosophy um He he was he was a towering intellectual. Um, And so one by one, he did write a reply and he did answer the request. Uh, But the way that he began that work uh, really captivated me uh, by referring to the Lord Jesus being on trial and not speaking in his own defense. Um, I guess it, it was I thought of like if. If someone were to accuse a saint, you know, like Mother Teresa and bring charges against her, do we really need to reply? You know, just look at her life. You know, Um, there's no need to say anything more than just witnessing her life. And and basically, Origen says, you know look at the Christians, look, look how they lived their lives. Now, this, this was the era, you know, the early church period where the church was quite pure, you know, in its, in its uh, standards and morality. So maybe, maybe it doesn't fit perfectly, you know, with, with our situation uh, today, but um, it was, it was just a remarkable uh, introduction and preface to his great apologetic work and it it captivated me um to to re- to read that and i it drew me to him it made me feel like i want to be near this this figure and uh learn him and and uh so that was my first introduction to origin that would be back in the uh early 1990s and then um and then i went to germany uh, as a missionary uh i am a revert to the catholic church so I grew up Catholic and then I converted to evangelical Protestant when I was in college and I was a an evangelical for 17 years. And a part of that uh, pilgrimage was uh, feeling called to become a missionary uh, to Germany. Yeah, we we went to we went to uh, Germany in 1994 and we were there for about three years from 94 to 97. Um our first two children were born while we were in Germany. And I, I had at the time I was an evangelical Protestant, but 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 I was very interested in learning about the church fathers. And so I was constantly uh, reading. And when I got to Germany, I learned <clears throat> that uh, the origin had written a commentary on Romans and it had just been translated into German and uh, by a uh, nun in southern Germany, and I acquired that that work. It was uh, five volumes, and it was a bilingual edition, German and Latin. And I thought to myself, this would be a great work to read in order to learn German, <laughs> because these are the theological words, you know, that I want to learn to know for for, you know, preaching and for being an effective missionary. So um, so just shortly after I I arrived in Germany, I acquired this this massive commentary on Romans that Origen had written. It had never been translated into English before. Um, And initially, my only motive was to learn learn German better for myself. And then but as I as I read through it and as I was learning German and I could I could read it and comprehend it in German, um, I, I would look across the page at the Latin text, and I had I had had some Latin uh, prior uh, to this. I had a couple years, you know, in high school and college. But what I found was the process of learning. It was like a light went on, and all of a sudden I could look at a Latin sentence and I could figure it out. I could figure out how it worked. <laughs> and so for me. Uh, the, the experience of learning German fairly well uh, was the trigger to enable me to learn the next language. And that was Latin. And uh, so I started working on a translation uh, uh, from the Latin. And I spent about five years uh, working on that. And I eventually that I got that published uh, with Catholic University Press in the uh, Fathers of the Church series, the two volume uh, commentary on Romans by origin.
0: And some of our readers might not understand why Origen, who was a Greek, uh, has left us works in Latin. Could you explain the the reason why we yes. preserve his works only in Latin editions?
1: Yes, he yeah he he wrote originally in Greek. That was his his native language. Uh, some of his works are preserved in Greek, such as uh, *Contra Celsum* against Celsus. Uh, But many of his works uh, started to be translated into Latin in the uh, in the late fourth century. Uh, St. Jerome was one of the initiators of that movement. Uh, Jerome translated a a whole group of of homilies that Origen had written on on the Old Testament prophets. Um, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel. Uh, And then he he translated Origen's homilies on Luke. Um, And Jerome was completely familiar with Origen's Greek writings. And initially, as a young scholar, he had the ambition to translate as much of Origen as he could. But then at one point, he decided that he would become an author himself. He would write commentaries in his own name instead of just translating origin. So he kind of made a transition. And then a monk named uh, Rufinus of Aquileia kind of picked up where Jerome left off and started translating other writings of origin into Latin. And uh, so uh, Rufinus translated the commentary on Romans, uh, De Principiis, which was Origen's um, kind of speculative philosophical work, uh, um, homilies on the Pentateuch. Uh, Rufinus did all of those. Then, a couple centuries later, when Origen became controversial in the Greek Church, uh, many of his Greek writings were destroyed, but his Latin writings survived in the in the West. And so, like, for the commentary on Romans, th- there are fragments that survive from the Greek text, but for the most part, uh, it, it survives only in the Latin translation. Um, so, yeah, it, many of many of his writings that survive are only available in Latin, as, as far as the original text goes.
0: And... Have you left out Origen's on first principles, the Principies, from your list, because you consider Contra Celsum against Celsus to be Origen's best presentation of Christian doctrine as a whole?
1: Well, no, I, I wouldn't consider Contra Celsum his best presentation of Christian doctrine, but just the, the most accessible of his works mm-hmm. for the modern reader to to um, become acquainted with his intellect And again, it's it's kind of my personal pilgrimage uh, helped kind of determine the list of of books that that I recommended. Um, The the uh, Contra Kelsum uh, introduces you to to the to the person of origin and, and his service to the Catholic Church, his defense of Jesus Christ, you know, against the attacks uh, that were made by Celsus. Um, you know, De Principiis, you know, no, it's, it's not the first work that I would recommend uh, to, to a Catholic um, because of the, the difficulty of, of comprehending, you know, many of the discussions. Um, there are portions of that work that are quite accessible. Um but um another motivation for me in compiling the list of five uh, two of the, two of the the works that I recommended were sets of homilies of origin, his homilies on Joshua and his homilies on numbers, well, Pope benedict in his in his uh two catecheses that he gave. On origin, Uh, he recommended um, the spiritual writings of origin to to his Catholic audience. He says. um, He quotes from the homilies on numbers at the end of his first catechesis, and he says, I invite you. And so I conclude to welcome into your hearts the teaching of this great master of faith. He reminds us with deep delight that in the prayerful reading of scripture and in consistent commitment to life, the church is ever renewed and rejuvenated. The word of God, which never ages and is never exhausted, is a privileged means to this end. Indeed, it is the word of God through the action of the Holy Spirit, which always guides us to the whole truth. And let us pray to the Lord that he will give us thinkers, theologians and exegetes, who discover this multifaceted dimension, this ongoing timeliness of sacred scripture, its newness for today. Let us pray that the Lord will help us to read sacred scripture in a prayerful way to be truly nourished with the true bread of life with his word. And um, so I I guess I want to follow the Pope's exhortation you know he's he's instructing catholics worldwide on the church fathers and what what he would distill as their most valuable uh, contribution and for him it was origen's reflections on sacred scripture and the the edifying power of his homilies to transform us to to bring us closer to christ and um so i i think that pope benedict would agree that that Origen's meditations on scripture uh, should be given prominence. So again, that's, that's another reason why, you know, for me, De Principiis would come, would come later in our exposure to origin uh, and not at the beginning. And That's the work, you know, that, that got him into trouble, you know, because of his, the, his speculations on the preexistence of souls. And um, so I, I wouldn't, I would put that later, you know, for more advanced study. Um, But I'm sure, you know, that there are many good theologians that would want to just dive right into that to that work and make that one prominent. But um, I I would prefer to begin with just the uh, the spiritually edifying value of his of his scriptural interpretations.
0: And next is your own translation of Origen's commentary on the Epistle to the Romans. You've already explained how you began that project, what drew you to it. What other aspects of this commentary would you point out to those interested in reading it?
1: Um, This is a topic that's very dear to me. Um, It is a great exposition of of Paul's epistle to the Romans. It's really the first uh, Christian exposition of Romans, and um, Origen defends the freedom of the will. Uh, His his main opponent in that work is uh, the Gnostic heresies, which uh, denied the freedom of the will. They, They taught some form of of like predestinarian type teaching where the the nature that you receive when you're born determines your eternal destiny there's no there's no freedom involved in this and origin claims in the preface to this work that the nas the, you know that the heretics were using statements from paul to defend their doctrines and so he made he put a prominent emphasis on freedom, the freedom of the will. Uh, And so his, his interpretation is remarkable uh, for that very reason, because it's, it's very ingrained in modern Christian, you know, modern Mm -hmm. Christian thinking that, that Paul, you know, taught predestination and, and uh, you know, many of the, the, um, protestant uh magisterial churches uh defend this teaching um and it's also been prominent in some like theology that are highly you know august in in their formation uh origin has a different approach to interpreting paul and and let me mention one one other recent research work that i've been doing if you if you're familiar With was St. John, who was a martyr in England. He died in 1535, along with St. Thomas More. Uh, St. John Fisher wrote a work in response to Martin Luther, in in which uh, he defends the freedom of the will, because Luther had denied the existence of the free will. That was one of the errors that the the Pope censored in his his teaching. And Fisher defended the, the existence of the free will in a work called The Confutation of Luther's Assertion, and I'm in the process of translating this work uh, right now. Fisher quotes Origen repeatedly in that work. He quotes uh, De Principius. He also quotes the Commentary on Romans in in refutation of, of Luther's interpretation of Paul. And so I am delighted to see this great, you know, this great saint and martyr uh, uh, making use of Origin, and Fisher basically claims that Origin is not isolated in in his teaching on the free will. This is the common doctrine of the church, and Fisher would even go, he would even say that 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 Augustine himself, you know, has basically the same the same teaching. I'm not so sure that. Modern scholars would would completely agree with Fisher on that. They, what modern scholars might say is that in his late period, Augustine developed um, you know, kind of a doctrine of predestination that stands in tension with some of his earlier views. The main point is that the, the origin was, was being studied carefully and used by Catholic theologians. At the beginning of the 16th century, Erasmus was another one who loved origin. St. Thomas More was another one. And uh, so I have a great interest in that early 16th century period and the uh, revival of of interest in origin at that period. Um, And so, yeah, those are. Those are some of the the points that. that inspire me to, uh, to do further research in this area.
0: Thank you for listening. To read or listen to the rest of this interview and gain full access to our archive, visit fivebooksforcatholics.com and become a premium subscriber. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and give it a top rating on the platform of your choice. That way more people can discover it. You can also support the podcast and help us produce more interviews like this one by making a one-off donation via the link given in the show notes. As little as one dollar, one pound or one euro can help and will be greatly appreciated. Thank you once again and God bless.